0: Welcome to the first ever episode of FPL by Dummies with your hosts, Josh, Tom and Cam. We're three guys who really enjoy our fantasy football despite being absolutely all Um, We're going to be talking about game week six and also looking forward to game week seven. Oh, I don't know about you boys, but I-, I almost want this season to end already, but I'm going to keep at it at an overall rank of four million. Um, it's pretty, it's Does that mean dying. I'm four
1: times better at the game than you, than Josh?
0: i mean at least at least <laughs> try to so it's uh, it's just I, I, don't, I don't understand it anymore i don't understand fancy football i don't understand football but how are you doing boys tom oh, no. doing?
2: i i think i'm the most positive here of the three of us today because i've actually had a an actual average week rather than below average week like normal so it's been quite nice and you know some things have gone well other things have gone got so well we uh yeah, it's been it's been okay. I've, I you know been keeping a track of your two scores all weekend and enjoying watching them be nice and low, and then mine being not so <laughs> nice low. But nice and, <laughs> and then watching myself being nice and average. But then again, what's what's new? So <laughs> it's been too bad, and uh, yeah, it could it could have been a could have been a lot worse. Like, um, how about how are your guys' weeks? Been good. I am. By the way, uh, I'm taking sorry. I'm taking a sip of a uh, victory tea at that point. So <laughs> well.
1: I am. Uh... I'm having had 24 hours to process what happened this past weekend, I'm starting to feel a bit better because, as Josh said in the intro, this season is just ridiculous. Like, I made all of the right calls this weekend and they just did not deliver. Salah hitting the post and being about a hair offside, which was this time. But, and then. Uh,
0: from uh, a West, assist.
1: Yeah, for those from people a trench assist. <laughs> and then uh, West Brom don't score goals apart from in the 83rd minute when Brighton are on for a clean sheet. Um, Crystal yes. Palace keep clean sheets away against Fulham until Tom Kearney rocks in a 95th-minute rocket to, as a consolation goal. So it's just like, I can't do any more. Sterling misses two guiltless chances. It's just one of them weeks, isn't it? But
0: I mean, as a Leeds fan, there is a couple of highlights. We did a bit of an unscripted chat of this podcast last week before going live with our first episode. and I said that uh, Leeds... Are the hardest fixture and don't you know? Don't bring in any Aston Villa players for this week specifically because we're going to hammer them. And the silver lining is is that Leeds on the weekend were the best Premier League in the Premier well, team in the Premier League. I don't think anyone yeah. can debate it. I watched the games and they were better than anybody else I saw uh, creatively going forward. So I feel quite optimistic as a Leeds fan. I,
1: th- I think we have to introduce that as a new feature. Is Josh's silver lining? the <laughs> context everyone that is josh's surname as ridiculous as it might be his name is Joshua silver and so from this week onwards we're going to have a silver lining i feel like we might need it
0: we can maybe get rid of it if i ever hit the top 100k i will be here forever so this is going to be a good little uh, addition to the podcast to keep
2: but Josh's silver lining surely is going to be, oh, this week, Leeds won again. This week, Leeds won again. Oh wait, we won, the, we won the title.
0: If that is the silver lining, then I will take that. I will take six million, seven million in FPL, if that means that Leeds win the Premier League. You heard it here first. Well, um, now
1: you're just going to have Bamford, Costa and Dallas in your team going forward. So you're going to rock out the league when Leeds win the league.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a controversial one because I don't actually know who to bring in. They've still got <laughs> they've still got hard fixtures. They've got Leicester, Arsenal, Everton, and Chelsea in the next five. It's not they just don't seem to be getting an easy run of it. But there is going to be a point at which Patrick Bamford has to come in. But for who, I don't I don't know. Um, mm. So let's uh, just setting off our kind of captain little part where we look back on who we picked and look forward to who we're going to be picking at the end of the podcast. Uh, boys we all went with the same captain or did anyone switch on the last no time? I didn't know oh, did no, I went the mighty
2: mighty Harry Kane well, and uh congrats I enjoyed <laughs> to be fair my five points I happily take Harry Kane scoring five points watching you two pick Salah seeing that assist seeing that offside and I'm not gonna lie to you As soon as I saw goal in for Salah came up on my phone the little notification I was like oh for god's sake they're gonna be so smug next week and then I saw immediately afterwards, Goldislav VR, and I've got to be honest, I have never enjoyed VR more than <laughs> that moment. So far, VR, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan.
1: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That I said last week that you just got to take any captain return you can. Um, Absolutely, it's just it's a bonus. And it knows. was,
2: the, and and it was confirmed one of the worst assists I've ever seen as well. <laughs> like this, like the slightest header. I think it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, well, at least I had him in my team. Uh, brought him in, obviously. Frings, he got ten points. So I'm, I'm glad I, am <laughs> glad I made the move over to Kane on this week, and it's, it's worked out so well. Um, Shall we have a little bit of a look at the uh, the kings of the game week, or as I like to call it, the dream team? Because I'm not sure why I changed the name. Um, who's catching your eye here? I mean, um, I might leave him to talk about later, um, Patrick Bamford, but. The the what's catching my eye is two Liverpool sorry, two Chelsea defenders in in that team. Mm. Um can Chelsea now defend? Thoughts?
1: Well, I've I've chosen as we come on to later, Chelsea as my team to talk about this week. But um it's definitely something interesting to consider. I mean as I said, I'll come on to it later. My answer straight answer to that is no. I don't think they can. But um yeah, we'll come to that later. What are your
2: boys' thoughts? My thoughts are it's got to be one of the most disappointing teams of the week I've ever Like, if you had that lineup lined up against you on it, like, on a week, I'd be pretty disappointed by that.
0: Oh, I don't know. I was I 50 was 50 as to whether to bring in Kane or Reedwald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just see it sometimes at 4.4 mil, 0.7% owned. You just think, you know what? Reedwald's going to get a goal, isn't he?
2: I was a chance I was looking more towards Jacob Murphy. That's a, owned oh, wow. currently team selected by 0%. <laughs> 0% of teams has Jacob Murphy. Maybe that's the differential voice this week. To be get fair, it's his,
0: uh, it's his first start and he's scored. So it's kind of, there's, there's only so much, you know, he's picked up two bonus points. He's got an average, basically, of nine points in the season. So
2: there you go. Top, top tip. Top yeah, tip of the week can, already. Get, yeah, get J- Murphy. Get Jacob Murphy in.
0: Yeah, um, thanks for joining the podcast today. Um, <laughs> 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 um Yeah, so you said, Cam, that you saw sort of, uh, quickly move into sort of the team review the kind of so what we do here is how they discussion of teams that we think are are interesting whether they rising in value falling in value um or just completely at the top value like leads um cam you, you we'll talk about chelsea because you, you mentioned them um what did you want to say about chelsea
1: um well i just think they're an interesting proposition i mean as as we've seen throughout the whole of the season Defences are pretty non existent at the minute. And Chelsea are notorious for having high scoring defenders and years gone by that's been Aspilaqueta and Alonso. Um obviously Alonso's still knocking um sorry, Aspilaqueta is still knocking about, but Cheerwell's kind of replaced Alonso. Um yeah, I think the, the the Man United game didn't really live up to expectation, did it really? I think going into that everyone expected at least two or three goals, whether that was from one team or split evenly between them Um, and looking at their fixtures going forward apart from the next two I don't hold out much hope of them keeping clean sheets and then they go away to Newcastle home to Tottenham home to Leeds Everton away Wolves away they're all teams that are capable of goals and Chelsea's defence doesn't inspire me too much um I like Chilwell. He's got some good attacking options, but if I was looking at Chelsea for any assets, it would be in the forward line. Um, Namely, well, I'm looking at kind of a very rogue differential in Pulisic because he's not had too much game time, but if he plays anything like he did in restart and when he first started for Chelsea last year, then I think he could be, I think he's about three or 4% ownership. (laughs) If you get on him early enough, he could be a very good option. Um, Mm -hmm. Not totally convinced by Werner. We'll have to see how he does going forwards. But um, Ziyech and Pulisic do excite me. So um, I'm considering one or two more than likely Pulisic. But...
0: Yeah, in, in a weird way, I'm almost glad that um, Werner scored two last week because he's going to and um, game week five because he's going he's gonna to force people to hold on to him for another three, four game weeks. And I just haven't really seen enough from him or Chelsea. That match was dire. I turned off at halftime. It was just yeah. so boring. Again, Leeds are going to be either of those teams, and I'm I'm trying not to be biased, but we're genuinely, yeah, genuinely so much better than either team there. Um,
2: I think it's I think it's interesting as well with Chelsea that they've actually signed a good keeper, which doesn't seem to flap as much as and makes good saves, and you know, that could add to their clean sheets as well. You know, he is, he's 100 percent replaced Kepa, hasn't he? So. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, but I still said, yeah, I agree with Cam there. I just think that Chelsea's. Right. Chelsea's defence in general is isn't great, but they do have attacking returns. So when you kind of have that attacking returns with decent fixtures, I think there's a there's some punts to be made, but I don't think they're a, a season keeper. Um you've you've mentioned West Ham as your team's talk about today, Tom. Oh
2: yeah, well, to be honest, it's it, be honest, it's more from starting from next week this week I think, you know they've got quite a quite hard fixture, I mm-hmm. think, playing. They've got Liverpool, haven't they, this week? Um but moving on from that, from next week, they've got some really great fixtures. Um and I think they had one of the hardest starts to the season with looking at the teams they had to play, obviously start off the season losing to Arsenal. But then since then they've actually looked really good. What they absolutely battered Wolves, battered Leicester. Uh, I will talk about that lovely comeback against Spurs. And um I don't the only problem the only problem with them is it doesn't seem to be any individual standout performer yet for them, potentially fancy wise. Mm. Um, I... I'm looking for
0: I don't know. I, I, I like Antonio and I like Bowen. I think both of them are pretty standout. If you watch the matches, um, both of them are playing really well. Bowen's got this yeah. kind of elusivity. He just, you just just People can't handle him at the moment down the right. He's just really quick, but he doesn't look like he's going quick. It's one of those slow motion quick runners. Um, and then Antonio is just so strong. His goal... Was yeah,
2: that he, was such a Yeah,
1: he's. I was going to say that if he was, he would be probably the only West Ham asset I'd get because he just seems to be fixture proof. Like, they've also started the season a lot better than I thought they would do. As you said, they had that really tough fixture schedule, but they've come through it relatively unscathed. You know, no one would have yeah, expected not- them to. I know it's only two points out of six, but when you consider that it was Spurs in good form and Manchester City, just Manchester City in themselves, you wouldn't expect them to take any points from those two games and. Yeah, Antonio just seems to score against whoever at the minute. He's just on fire through the middle.
0: Yeah, so they, they had a bit of a bad start in that they lost to Newcastle 2-0. And then they had Arsenal lost 2-1. Antonio scored. You then get 4-0 against Wolves, 3-0 against 3-0 Leicester, Leicester, 3 yeah. all against Spurs, and then one all against Man City. That's four really difficult fixtures, and they've come out with basically undefeated um, with two wins and two draws, so I think that's pretty impressive. So
2: yeah, so I think it's a pretty good, a pretty good shout, and uh, I think those could be an interesting. He's not been integrated into the squad yet. He was on the bench on the weekend, and a uh, uh, good old side Ban rama will be hopefully joining the fold quite recent soon, quite soon. Um, obviously, want to hold off for the Liverpool game, but I just think that he might bring quite a lot of attacking, a bit more, just a bit more creativity to that attacking
0: mm-hmm. front. I would, I, yeah. I obviously,
2: so, it's so hard to tell like, yeah. from the Championship, but as a as a Brentford fan, I have to believe that he's going to be unbelievable and more than likely win Ballon d'Or this year. So,
1: <laughs> In the past two seasons, I would have definitely backed Liverpool and not got a single West Ham. If I was looking to bring in a West Ham player for the future, I wouldn't bring them in this week. But I can see West Ham, as much as it pains me, I can see them getting something from the game on the weekend. I mean, I'm hoping we turn up and put a a better displaying than we have recently but I can see as long as Antonio's fit and even if he's not I can still see them from set pieces or whatever causing them a problem and maybe nicking a goal here or there yeah. and potentially yeah. getting a draw out of it so
0: yeah I couldn't agree more I think that Antonio is going to be a nightmare for the Liverpool defence that basically has is unrecognisable at the moment
2: um, yeah well now they've lost Fabinho as well It's uh, I don't even know who's going to be playing at centre-back this weekend so
0: yeah what's wrong been... with
2: Fabinho Oh no, Paul de Ham. Oh, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that later, oh, no. mate, mate. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry to be about the that. Bri- Bear of bad news. Sorry. Paul, de Hammy.
1: Sorry to. <laughs> 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 um,
0: but yeah, uh, and then the team that I wanted to talk about. Um, have not mentioned Leeds yet? Uh, so, I, I, just, I'm sold. We have been fantastic all season. Um, I think we were, we were a bit. We got found out against Wolves a bit, and we weren't great. Uh, we had a we had a good period in the game, um, of probably twenty minutes. Um, and a, but apart from that, Wolves kind of probably deserved the win on balance. Other than that, um, you know, obviously we deserved to beat Man City, and we did beat Sheffield United. We did beat Fulham. We, I felt we deserved, something out of the Liverpool game, although both teams could have scored about eight. So you know, you can think whatever you want to about that, but. Bamford's hat trick was just next level. I paid the 14 ninety-nine or ninety-five to watch it on box office. Um and it was worth every penny because he, he made three finishes. Um, all of which, even the easy one, he doesn't normally finish. Um and he just he just seems like a com- a complete player at the moment. I'm still not sold on him, but six goals, two assists on the season. Um and, you know. Leicester up, I think, is going to be hard, but Crystal Palace, Arsenal, Everton, Chelsea, West Ham, Newcastle, they're not teams keeping clean sheets. Um I just think for six mil is is a is a great shout. Um but yeah, I think I think just basically for Leeds, the other thing to say is is their defence going to be decent? Um we've only got two clean sheets in the season, but again we have played Liverpool, Man City, Wolves. Cox is looking really, really good and uh, Meslier in goal looks absolutely excellent yeah, so he I think, gem.
1: don't know where you found him from but he's been very yeah. impressive
0: this season yeah and I think I think uh, Dallas and Ayling uh, when our full defences fit I think uh, are great options going forward Ailing's is amazing going forward
2: Yeah, Dallas is playing that position in midfield
0: So yeah absolutely yeah,
2: and, and definitely on Bamford as well you, obviously he's, he's scoring lots of goals but also from a price point of view there isn't a Really, a better striker for six no. million at the moment. Well, you, he's, he's, he's got the
1: best points per million value this season
2: of every player, is yeah, it? I think so. Oh wow. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, the, there isn't. There literally isn't a better player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Obviously, it's kind of skewed, but you, you'll take it, won't you? A hat trick in one yeah. week, but so it's not like a consistent spread. He had a couple of games where he blanked,
0: but on the whole, I would, like
2: to, his, I would like to see his points per minute versus uh, Jacob Murphy, though, because I think <laughs> that probably be pretty close.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to do the maths quickly. I think I think Jacob Murphy, <laughs> I think Jacob Murphy's just ahead. He's got 40, 49 in six games. So six into forty. Well, uh, it's not far off. He's he's averaging eight points a game as opposed to Murphy's net, yeah, nine. If we easy. take out his forty minute cameo. Um,
2: unbelievable! Unbelievable. Murphy
0: is fifth next level, and Reed Waltz as well. He's he's only he's just coming back into fitness. So get those in your team. Um, but yeah, that that kind of finishes off our review of of the week gone i think it's a little bit short but i think that might be because two of us don't want to talk about it um so looking forward to next week uh as it's a new podcast just to introduce this uh part of the well this part of the podcast it's it's called snog marry avoid uh it's kind of a play on a dating game obviously and we have someone that we'd like to snog Someone who so we keep in uh for the short term who's going to be I kind of punt for a couple of game weeks. We have a marry section where it's someone who's kind of working. Oh, I could see you've put in here cam as well, which is incredibly annoying. <laughs> um, the marry section is where we think this person's going to be in our team for the long haul. And then set avoid. And yeah, set and forget type player. And then avoid is a player that people are thinking of getting on, I think, or at least it would be considering, but we think you should avoid.
1: Um, At
0: least you're consistent, Josh. Oh, you're about We're going full <laughs> ham on that. So starting <laughs> with the snog, um, I'll start with mine. So because I think it's a quick one, is is Chillwell's my is my snog. Um, the reason being, as we just discussed, is that he's getting he's getting forward a lot. Um, he's already got is it two assists in the season? I think I'm not I can't remember exactly. Um, but they have three decent fixtures. I think um, you've got. Burnley away, who aren't exactly scoring much. Sheffield United, who absolutely aren't scoring much, and Newcastle, who are, aren't exactly, you know, known for their goals. I know they're getting setting the world alight. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think if I was going to bring in a player right now defensively, I'd just be taking a gamble on Chilwell um, and hoping that I can get the yeah. So he's got one, he's got one goals, one goal and two assists on the season. He's only played three games. So he's averaging an attacking return each game, and they've also got two clean sheets in that time, obviously with the new keeper as well. So I just think he's, I think he's a great punch short, oh, great short-term punt.
1: That's fair. On the same, on the same uh, line as I mentioned earlier, I'm considering Pulisic as a short snog for those same fixtures. I mean, it could, depending on how he plays in that, he could turn into a marry. Um, just because, as I said, he was on fire last year, seemed to very, be very fixture-proof. I mean, we Liverpool historically have had a good defence, but he came on and ran us ragged in the putt final 20, 25 minutes of the last game last season. Um, and just, yeah, if he can find that sort of form, he's got, as we've just said, some very tasty fixtures lined up. And even when he probably would steer away from Chelsea defenders in the fixtures after that, Pulisic could be a big threat. So... He's kind of straddling the snog and, and the Mary section for me, but I thought just because he's a bit of an unknown quantity at this point, I'd, I'd stick him in the snog section and just see how he goes.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And Tommy, yeah. you've got a player who I took out.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, I've gone Danny Ings, so slightly different from you guys I've gone for a striker, but um, I think he's one of those players, and looking at his fixtures coming up, uh, great, yeah. He's got Aston Villa and Newcastle the next two games. I think with... Obviously, Calvert-Lewin and Kane at the moment, people are picking them mainly as their main strikers. But with those two fixtures, I think they're pretty good upcoming fixtures. And then it is, for me, just a quick get him in and get it out because he's got... Then after that, Wolves-United. So Wolves obviously are doing quite well defensively. United seem to have their act together slightly at the moment. Um, And then it's a lot of teams that sort of just don't really... They're a mixture of not conceding loads of goals. So I'm not sure if Danny is going to continue to keep scoring.
1: I don't know. I'd be, I'd be tempted to, if I could get up to him. I'd be tempted to get him in because he just seems to be like Vardy in his pomp, like fixture proof can score against anyone. Um, mm. There's lots of weeks last season and this season where I go, I'll be safe. In- Ings won't score, and then he he gets either Pops a, a goalkeeping gaff like we had with Adrian last season and Larice, where he just chases them, and, and but that's that's like a product of his work, like he puts in those extra yards and ha- hassles and harries the defence and forces mistakes. Um, so even if you are against a Man United who are starting to look a bit more defensively sound, I think they're prone to mistake and capitalising that. So.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with Tobin. The only problem that you have is that unless you're playing a three-striker formation and putting a lot of money in your strikers, I just no. don't think you can go without Kane in the form he's in. Um, I don't think you can have be missing Calvert Lewin either considering the amount of goals he's had, mm. and then and
2: also he's a, he's a million cheat. I think the problem this year is obviously Danny Ings last year mm. was so good because he was what six, he was at six million last year, mm. whereas this year because they bumped him up to 8.5 million, it just makes him so much harder to get in your team without taking a lot away from other yeah. places. The thing is,
1: I've been looking at like him and Jimenez, and I keep on thinking to myself, yeah, they're, they're good strikers, but they're not going to keep returning, and they just keep doing it, yeah. Um, They're very steady, like Ings sometimes hits double figures, but generally speaking, they're very steady and they'll get one goal and being strikers, they'll get maximum bonus. So they'll knock in nine points and they'll do that for you every two or three weeks. And yes, Kane is a lot more explosive and can get you a 20-point haul in one week, but he's two million more, two and a half million now, more expensive than them two. And I don't know, it's it's just depending if you've got the funds available elsewhere or not but I would be tempted to go with either of them to over Kane really
0: yeah it is tough I just Ings doesn't really have those blowout weeks so it's a little bit hard to like captain him mm. and it's it's one of those price points where you want to keep you can have someone like Bamford in or you could have um, the mighty Che Adams who has two uh, two goals and an assist in the past two weeks That's
2: <funny>. Um, Cam, had, uh, Cam had Mighty Che in for the just just before the last two weeks just for uh, everyone else who's listening.
0: But yeah, it's uh it's it is tough. But I do agree that Ings definitely for at least two fixtures is worth a punt. Um, as I say, I took him out because I I needed Kane um, to get me five less points this week, and I'm it. Did it? <laughs> you just really needed that. Yeah, I needed the five less points because <laughs> I, I already I, you know I was doing so well prior to that. Well, you're Um, pushing
2: for that 7 million play, so Leeds win the title, aren't you? Yeah, exactly.
0: exactly. Uh, Doing too well. Um, Yeah, so moving on to the Marys. Uh, Again, I'm going to try and keep it short. Bamford. There you go. Um, Tom, who's your guy?
2: Yeah, I've gone uh, Phil Foden. uh, Watched the game on the weekend. Uh, Guerra came off injured. Foden came on. Foden scored the goal. Yes, he's really cheap. I thought he changed the game. I thought he made it much more exciting and much more attacking. And interestingly on Tuesday night um, against, I can't remember who they played. Um, he played on the left side of left wing. They pushed him up forward. So, interesting position change for him.
0: Mm. I don't think he'll hold that long-term, though.
2: No, but I'm just, because with Aguero injured, I'm just interested in the next few weeks. But I think long-term, he's cheap. Um, he was is very good. And I think he's starting to like cement that place in that Man City
0: team. Yeah, it's tough, because once Jesus and Aguero are fit, you just worry a bit, don't you that. Sterling and one of those strikers has that position pinned down. De Bruyne as a must start, a centre defensive yeah. mid is a must start. So you're basically back to Foden versus
2: Bernardo Silva, Bernardo, Bernardo
0: Silva, Mares. Mares. Um, yeah,
2: well, Mares seems to be interchangeable on that right hand side wing. I think, I think, I think for his Price for me, for me, for his price and for the way he's playing, and I think the performance he's putting in, he'd be quite hard to drop. Although Pep does like to do that. Um, but with especially with the injuries they've got at the moment, I think he's pretty dead set to be playing quite quite a lot of weeks. At I least. don't think
1: there aren't any better midfielders at that, that price really. Are there? Like he, when he does play, he more often than not returns whether it's a goal or an assist because he just shoots so much. So either he's going to score from the multitude of shots he takes, or as we saw against Arsenal, he shoots it gets saved and then Sterling knocks in the rebound. So he doesn't even have to. Do great link up play to provide an assist just from the fact that he's so advanced and shoots a lot, you're getting a higher chance of returns, whether that's a goal or an assist. So I think he's a good shout. Yeah. It is just that case of whether he's going to be rotated, which we know he will be. But
2: at some point, yeah, yeah. but for the price, you you like to think then someone else comes in for him. Yeah, so yeah. How which seminates anyway?
1: nicely into Kim Min Song, who just doesn't get rotated and just scores all the time. Josh, thoughts?
0: No problem. We can move on to the avoid section when you're ready so I can get my recommendations.
1: (laughs) Right, let's get that segues also nicely into the avoid section. So, who's your pick, Josh?
0: Uh, Yeah, excellent. So, my avoid is (laughs) Son. As you've heard, uh, he scores for fun. when he gets his opportunities, and he doesn't get many of them, but he's he's had eight big chances and he's had eight goals. He's got expected goals of four, which is still okay, like fair <laughs> enough. Four's not bad, um, but he's had 10 shots on target and eight goals, 11 shots in the box, 14 shots in total, and he's scored eight goals. Now, if you find that statistic on any striker <laughs> in the world, other than Son, then I will shake your hand and I will retire from fantasy football. However, Son will, regress. Son will regress to the mean, he will stop scoring, and I will rise up the rank <laughs> and the, the Dark Lord to rise again because, he, because Son is, is just getting too few chances. And I look stupid right now, but the really hear <laughs> here first is that he's going to stop scoring and people are going to be like, oh, but he, he scored eight goals. In the oh, because he could go off anyway. And I'm he's not going to go off. Because he gets one shot a game.
1: <laughs> I'm just... I just what, who is your alternative? I know this is kind of... Rig- rig- what's the word? Digressive. Reid Wild. But... Um, <laughs>
0: Murphy. Murphy.
1: <laughs> but in all seriousness, who is your alternative to Sunday? Well, because- if,
0: I, if I'm going to have coverage, I'm going to have Kane. Um, the reason being is he's had far more opportunities. Um, he's having more shots. He's he's play- uh, he's, he's got more assists, predicted assists or whatever, expected assists. Uh, he's got higher expected goals, higher expected assists. He's had, uh, what is it, uh, just having a look now, 19 shots in the box versus Sons 11, 13 shots on target versus Sons 10, 29 shots versus Sons 14. Um, key passes, okay, he's slightly behind on that, interestingly. But there's, it, I just think personally that Kane is a better option the way he's playing. Um, and I realise that the argument is that Son and Kane are going to probably pair up every single time there's a, there's a happening. But in the midfield, I just wouldn't have that that price point. I have Salah and De Bruyne. Um, I like De Bruyne only being 15% owned because, you know, he's had an injury. Um, they haven't played that well. But I think people are forgetting he's Kevin De Bruyne. And on his days the best player in the world, in my opinion. Um, and I think I'm going to hold on to him and hope this week uh, he turns up. In fact... If he's fit and I hear he's fit, I may just put the captain arm band armband on it. triple
1: captain if you're a big man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to see. I mean, million.
0: I've got nothing else to lose, so <laughs> you, know, you might actually hear it. I might actually do it. I might just put a triple captain on. De just to prove the point that Son is useless?
2: Oh, I can't. Come on, come on, a sub three points. Love it.
0: Yeah, that could that may well happen. But um, so the the other avoids moving on from uh. Some swiftly. Uh, Cam, I can see you've got in there.
1: I have. um, Beginning of the season, I had him in my team. Um, He, even when he plays out on the left, he is a threat for Arsenal. But more recently, quite simply, he hasn't been. Um, I've not watched too much of Arsenal's games, but the bits that I have seen, I haven't seen too much of him. And for, well, he's now dropped, but we'll round it up to 12 million. I think he's just not worth the money. You can, as you say, De Bruyne just seems to have a lot more... Even when Aubameyang is playing well, he doesn't have that explosive potential, really. Um, I know he is capable of knocking in two or three against particular opposition, but I would much rather have someone like Raheem Sterling or Kevin De Bruyne and be confident that they're going to have some sort of attacking returns, whereas Aubameyang is kind of along your argument for Son in that he doesn't feature very much. But when he does, he has the goal potential, but he's not been delivering on that recently, Um, whereas Son has, in case you weren't aware. Um, So, yeah, I just think he's not good value for money. And if I was going to have an Arsenal asset, which I definitely wouldn't, but I would go for Lacazette because he's shown a lot more to me, basically, Mm. in the past weeks than Abameo.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I completely agree with you on that one. And uh, I saw a lovely, interesting stat for all the Arsenal fans out there that... um, Harry Kane has been involved in eight goals since uh, Aubameyang last scored. Well, so,
1: he's uh, not scored since he last signed his new since he signed his new contract.
2: Yeah, was it first? Was it first game of the season, or is it not even the season?
1: Uh, he scored against uh, Fulham with yeah, the knee, and then
2: he got
0: delicious. an assist right.
1: after that. But he's
2: not. Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
0: They lovely have, played, fact, all those they have fans. played Liverpool and Man City away, and played Leicester. So yeah. it's a yeah. little bit harsh, but I agree that I would not be. Rushing in, someone who's at you know 11.7, close to 12 million, um, until I'm seeing indications that he's at top form. And if you were thinking of playing a differential, don't make it a Bamiyang Is basically what we're saying Mm. more than anything. Um, Tom, this is a really interesting one. Uh, Brewster.
2: Yes, right. I'm putting a big, fat, stinky caveat on this to start (laughs) with. Before I get into this, because I know I'll be shot down, I'm avoiding Brewster. Unless you're getting him in as Cadden Fodder. If you want him as bench fodder, yes, Brewster is great as a striker. But we've all seen so far how many goals are being scored in the Prem this year. And I think to have three strikers sorry, to not have three strikers at start and score regularly is just just not a good idea this year. So to get Brewster in to save money, to put it elsewhere, I just don't I can't see that as being a good option really. I was I thought about it myself this week, I was like, I'll get Brewster in. And then I can um so I've got Ollie Watkins at the moment. I was like, I'll get Brewster in. Same side, 1.5 million. Put it, you know, upgrade, I don't know, someone in my midfield and get get a better midfield. But I think at the moment, the formation for me anyway, to be playing is uh, three at the back and then basically as many forwards as you can get in there. And I think to have a forward in there, which costs a little bit more money, but it's more than likely going to score more goals. And if you look at Sheffield United and over the last few weeks, they've done barely anything. I know Brewster started against Liverpool, so it's his first start. And he did look okay in the championship last year, but I just he isn't proven in the prem, um, hasn't really done anything. Oh, I say isn't proven in the prem, and I've got Ollie Watkins in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uh, completely understand that, but I just don't think for yeah. now it's worth. it. I think it's worth avoiding him having someone who's a little bit more. To be honest, I'm thinking of changing Ollie Watkins for, and I know Josh is going to love this, but getting Patrick Bamford. In. So um, yeah, I just think having someone in who at the moment is scoring lots of goals rather than get someone in who's cheaper and. Potentially, could get one or two, three. You know, by the end season, can have ten goals. But I think get someone in a little bit more expensive and spread your money, spend your money, you know, save your money elsewhere. Um, maybe in defence or get a cheaper defender or something like that. I, I do like, hear uh, that. I like that. I do
1: hear that. My only point would be is that the the bigger and better options this year appear to be in the midfield. Um, there are, as you said, you've got Bamford and Watkins. I think could come good soon enough, um, and your Calvert-Lewin, your Callum Wilson, Mope, all those sorts of kind of mid price strikers, and obviously expensive Kane. But I would say that he's a decent enabler that's going to play. And if you get, find yourself in a week where you don't really have anyone to play, but Sheffield United have a nice fixture, then you can put him in and he's freed up funds elsewhere in your team. Primarily for me, that would be a midfield. But um, no, I, I can't really disagree too much with. Going for three strikers because you said everyone's just scoring
0: so many goals this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean you've got obviously Sonny's top, then you've got Kane, then you've got Salah, then you've got Bamford, then you got Zaha, then you've got Cavaloo and Ings, Rodriguez, and Wilson, Vardy, that's in order of the most points they've scored. So there's there's quite a lot of forwards as well. Um people like Vardy just sort of chilling there, but obviously he's mm. he's a bit of a weird it's one. A mill. Um, I'm not sure what to think of Vardy, but um it's, it's, it's a tough one, but I actually agree. I don't think you should be bringing in Brewster thinking, oh, yeah, I've got a starting player who's 4.5 million. Like, I just mm. don't think it's particularly smart when you really should be, as you say, starting three strikers. So that concludes um, Snog, Marry, Avoid. Our next dating game, Would You Rather. It's my week this week, so I hope you're excited. Um, <laughs> the way this works is that I've picked uh, three comparisons of players who are in a similar position, so I'll be comparing, for example, two midfielders at the £7 million price point. and Tom and Cam have not seen this prior to now and they're going to do quick reactions so I think Tom, if you go first and Cam, you go after Oh, I, and then we're going... I mean yeah, sure Sure, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, Fine. Sure. Um, so, the first comparison of would you rather, would you rather have Zaha or Grealish? Zaha, Zaha Interesting, okay.
2: Um, Yeah, so I've gone Zaha because basically um, he's in my team. So, uh, so, yeah, if I didn't go to Zaha, no, I know, I think, um, oh, I'm going to have to back myself now. Yes, I think Zaha, I think he's scored enough goals so far at the start of the season to play well. I know that Palace have got really good fixtures coming up. I don't think Aston Villa proved very much against Leeds the other day. And I think I think they it might have been they've you know they've got a good first few fixtures they've not they've you know done well in the first fixtures I think they might have hit a wall and I think they might start going downhill and I think we have to remember that Aston Villa last year what well, scraped through from relegation and they haven't there a potential that they just are still that same team they've just played quite well in the last few games maybe who knows I like it Cam
1: um, yeah I think. Uh Grealish obviously no doubt is Villa's Talisman just as much as Zahar is um Palace's. But yeah, I think Palace have the more favourable run of fixtures, I think, oh, despite yeah. his Well, I think Villa do have a good run of fixtures, but I just I, I had a look at them earlier today and I can I looked at each game and I could see Zahar returning in each of them, whereas I'm not so confident of Grealish. I, c- I think Grealish has got the potential to play well but not return, like do loads of amazing stuff. You can get the assist of the assist if you like. Whereas I think Zaha is normally at the cutting edge. And I just think he's got, apart from Grealish's freakish return against Liverpool, I think Zaha has the better potential for double-digit returns more often than Grealish does. So,
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. I think the only thing I would say is that for Zahar's fixes look easy on paper, but Wolves away is a really hard game. I think Wolves have yeah. actually been defensively the most sound. Leeds, no, Leeds have actually really... Uh, you know, Leeds are a good team at the that's moment. Just the, hardest game, so. the hardest game. So he's going to blank that week, and then Burnley away. Burnley gave Tottenham a lot of problems. I watched parts of that game, and, and Tottenham may be pressing, but they weren't doing what they did to other teams. They weren't just breaking through for fun. Um, so oh. I think they're deceptively hard. And I watched Grealish play against Leeds, and he was he was unbelievable. Still, he may not have returned he was really really good he was there best That's what player I mean. obviously you, you, you've you
1: got to go on the eye test and um, it's, it's better to have someone playing really well than someone not just occasionally popping up with a goal but I do think Grealish is that kind of assister of the assist will play really well for his team probably get man in the match but in terms of fantasy that doesn't mean anything um, mm. so yeah I don't know just my humble opinion
0: Oh, fair enough, that's what this game is for. <laughs> Wrong opinions and, and all that. Uh, so, uh, next, next one. Um, again, Tom, followed by Cam. Would you rather have Jimenez or Ings?
2: Ings. Jimenez.
0: Oh, I love it. A split decision. Split vote. Go on, Tom. Uh,
2: well, going on the re- uh, pre- previous fact that I had Ings as my snog this week. Um, no, I just think I think Ings is it's just that Ings, isn't it? He just seems to pop up. I think, like Ham said, he just pops up and scores goals when you don't expect him to. Like In games where, you know, Danny should not be scoring in this game. Danny comes in and scores a header. He gets a tap in. He just seems to pop in and just get that goal where you just don't think he's, he's going to get the there. Box, isn't he? Exactly, yeah. And, and I think over Jimenez, phew, I think it's a hard one. I think it's a tough one. But personally, um, I, I would go Danny Ings. For no other reason than I just love Danny Higgs.
1: <laughs> I think it's a much of a muchness, really, isn't it? Like, they're very similar types of striker. Um, they're both very consistent. Um, yeah. But him and just, I keep on doubting him and he keeps on just proving me wrong. So um, he just knows where the goal is. Um, as I said, he's not necessarily going to get a hat trick or even a brace each week, but um, you can count on him for a goal or an assist um, more often than not. And wolves just are a, not a nasty side, but they give everyone a really good game and have potential to score in each game they go into. Really, so yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's really hard. I think I think if I were to have one for this season, I would have Jimenez because he's less likely to get pulled into the dogfight of basically Southampton being a bad team again. And I know Ings is a talisman, but there is a degree of when your team's playing badly, you do just fall with it. I don't think that's going to happen towards. Wolves um, however if I was having a short term punter thinking this is a little bit more explosive so I'd have him in yeah. for good fixture runs over Jimenez but uh, I agree I think it's a really hard one uh, final one I feel like it's, it's a tough one this um, so Tom after Cam uh, or Tom before Cam even Wilson or Antonio
2: oh Antonio. <laughs> Antonio also.
0: Okay. Is that just better player?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think he just to be honest. If anyone saw the game on the weekend, that goal, I just I get him on the team purely for that. <laughs> that was just absolutely beautiful. Um, no, I think I think from what Cam said earlier, a, a little bit about him that he's just such a strong player. He seems he. I don't really know what to say about him to be honest. Just. Just, he's just beautiful, isn't he? He's a beautiful man. Um, I think Callum Wilson, I don't think that Newcastle team is particularly good this year. You did say Callum Wilson, didn't you? I did just um yes. Just don't think that Newcastle team's really scoring. Isn't it? I know he's got quite a lot of points already.
0: Mm.
2: I think I'm, I'm going to... is this where I don't do my research. That's proven as, as I'm rambling here. How many pens has he had this season? I'm sure he's already scored two of them. I'm pretty sure he's going to get points through pens rather than actually scoring. I, he didn't score that many goals last season when he was in the Prem. I think it was everyone sort of looked at him and went, oh, yeah, he scored loads of goals. I think he only scored like eight or nine goals last season.
0: Correct, he scored eight, 14 the season. Oh, so 14, yeah, uh, 14 the season do before do his 12 assists, there, when actually Bournemouth were a half-decent team. And probably at a similar level in Newcastle this season, to be honest. With, yeah, with whole... I think West
2: Ham have proven um, this at the start of this season. Again, I don't know whether it's going to continue, but they look quite a good team, to be honest. Um, yeah, they, they look quite a good team. they played some hard fixtures already. They've done well against them. They held their own, they held their own against Man City on the weekend. And I think Antonio's going to get involved with the majority of the goals unless they're corners. That's fair
0: enough. That's fair enough. Yeah,
1: they don't really have too much more to add to that. Um, as I said last week, I don't really know why I got Wilson in apart from if Newcastle are gonna score, he's quite likely to be at the centre of it. But I just think um West Ham playing much better than Newcastle, and obviously form is temporary so that could easily drop off but that's all we can really go on right now. Um they've come through a really hard set of fixtures and it would be very West Ham like to drop points against the easier teams, but I can see them can I don't really see any reason for them to drop off and yeah Antonio's a big part of that. So no yep. Mikhail yeah, for me.
0: I think I think I agree. I think he's just he's he's found his groove up front. Um, I just think he's a, a really complete player, especially strength wise. He's just people just can't handle him. Mm. And that does make him to a degree fixed to proofing that he can play against the best defenders and will still find something. But that's a bit of a big bold claim. But he's, he's he has been good. So to to round off this episode, um, I'm actually gonna have to change just from what what I'd written down. But uh, captain choices for next week, boys. Um Tom.
2: Oh Jacob Murphy.
0: Yeah. I got really sorry, well. I
2: meant sorry. Sorry, I meant, I meant son. Sorry, they they're just, they're just so like similar of a player. I just uh, got confused. Um, yeah, no, I'm going Son. I I had Kane this week and I paid the price for it by not having Son. And uh, yeah, I'm just going against everything that you're saying. Yeah, I, uh, so I mean, much, I agree.
0: I, I agree. Son and I Murphy don't... are very similar in that they're both blank this week. So <laughs>
2: <that's> really... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for another Son hat trick. Oh, I just I can't wait for it. <laughs> just, I'm looking forward to this every week now just to purely see when Son scores and how miserable you look yeah. when I enter the call I've
0: also filled up until game week 38 my avoid list, it's just Son all <laughs> the way down um, Cam, is it Salah?
1: It is Um, I mentioned last week that there's this theory that if you just set and forget Salah as your captain, you're probably more likely to do better over the course of the season than flip-flopping between him and someone else Um, that's not my reason for going for him this week Um. I think, as I said a bit at the top of the show, that I was felt quite aggrieved that uh, he didn't return this week. Um, he had one disallowed rightly for offside, but it just reinforces the fact that he's in the box shooting and getting very close to scoring, if not scoring. So um, with another home fixture, I can hopefully see him uh, returning against West Ham.
0: Yeah, and until uh, 10 minutes ago, I had Kane as captain, um, and now De Bruyne's triple captain. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I I'll probably, uh, uh, for some reason, I, I just fancy De Bruyne to this week. Um, I think people are just writing him off again, as I say. I genuinely believe he's the best player in the world. Um, and I have nothing other to go off than that. It's like captaining the equivalent of Messi. It's just saying, you know what? He hasn't scored in five games. That sounds about right. He's gonna go and score two and assist two, so I'm gonna have him in, um, provided okay. he is fit. But if I get any, if I get a whiff that he's not gonna be fit, then it will be Kane.
2: Oh, with how it's working so far, they'll tell you that he's not fit and then he'll just play ninety minutes, or they'll tell you he's completely fit, he's absolutely fine, and he'll play he can play hundred and twenty minutes if he wants to, do, and then he'll start on the bench. So
1: Yeah, it could be yeah. Yeah. City City, that is a tidy fixture for them away against Sheffield United. Um mm. I am tempted. Sterling is featuring in my thoughts just because he um does play really well away from home for City. Um and it's against Sheffield United who is well documented. Have not started the season
0: well. So. It's, it, it's a little bit risky though because Sheffield United haven't actually conceded more than two goals all season. So despite basically doing nothing, they haven't actually conceded many. So it's maybe a bit of a gamble. No. So I'm not recommending to anybody else if you're above my rank of four million to actually captain De Bruyne. But in <laughs> in the interest of telling you who I am, captaining, I will be captaining De Bruyne unless I get any indication that he's going to be um, injured.
1: But Son Son or Kane could be interesting because um, Brighton isn't an easy game but they are quite open and expansive which could leave space in behind for the likes of Kane to knock it over the top for Son or Bale if Bale's fit, you know. um, Yeah, that could be an interesting game.
0: Indeed. And I'll probably open the next podcast crying. (laughs) (laughs) After Son, (laughs)
2: actually. Oh, only, only things, only things people can dream of. Yeah. I
0: just nightmares. I'll see, <laughs> I'll see Son sort of standing in the corner of my room, heading the ball into the net. <laughs> it's just, uh, just please don't happen. Um, but that wraps it up for this week. Um, thank you for listening to the first ever episode. If you have made it this far, if you do want to hear more from us, we are on Twitter. We are FPL by Dummies. Um, and yeah, we'll be, we'll be back next week. Um, with uh, De Bruyne having returned many points uh, Son having finally blanked and I will be extremely smug Or oh.
2: can't wait for that silver lining Oh, oh me neither
0: <laughs> Yeah absolutely um, Thank you all for listening and we will see you next week
1: Bye
2: Bye